Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week in review with Nigel Farage. Nigel, we're recording this on Tuesday, which makes it a bit more risky than usual. Are you expecting anything to happen this week? <laughs> well, I think interest rates going up for the 13th time is fairly predictable. Um, the exact amount we will see. Uh, we've also got other economic figures like inflation coming out. Um, and interesting, it's almost like back to the future. I feel I'm doing A-level economics again in, in 1980 uh, because the debate's the same. It's about inflation. It's about is it wage growth that pushes it? Is it external shock? Of course, in those days we had the Afghanistan war, et cetera, uh, going on. And yeah, and, and, and it's, these are all the same old debates. Zero recognition from the Bank of England of the phenomenon of monetary inflation. Zero recognition that quantitative easing, et cetera, and massive increases in money supply might even be vaguely contributory, which I find extraordinary. And the monetarists, yes, yes, they're back. We thought they were extinct. They're back. Roger Boodle, the veteran, saying we must put up by half a percent. We've got to dampen down the economy. Um, And that, of course, is the classic theory that you put rates up to dampen down the economy. Um, uh, others saying, no, that would be too brutal. Now, there is, of course, a mortgage crisis coming, and that's because you know anybody under 40 can't even remember interest rates over 1%, you know, never low where we're going to now. Um, so some huge shocks uh, for those people. But and we chatted about this before coming on air. You know, when we launched Fortune and Freedom, we said one of the big problems was that Sabre's got no returns. Well, now there are some pretty good deals out there. You tie your money up for a year or two years with, with uh, building societies, et cetera. Uh, there are some quite good rates being offered. So, I, I mean, I actually think, I actually think that we're that we're re-entering a period of norm of, of normality. I think the aberration has been the last few years, and have zero interest rates has it boosted the economy? Has it made us richer? No, it's been a disaster. I mean, none of it's actually worked at all. So, pain for pain for borrowers. Uh, better days for savers. Um, inflation clearly much stickier than the bank thought, or they never get anything right. Uh, but interestingly, uh, on the other side, we have the eurozone in, you know, sinking into, uh, you know, I mean, no, it's it's not depression, but it's looking pretty pessimistic in parts of the eurozone, and deflation in China. So interesting couple of battles going on here between the deflationary impact of what China's up to, what Europe's up to and the inflationary side of where we and perhaps to some extent the Americans are. So really huge economic battle going on right at this moment in time. A few months ago, in January, I think it was, we were talking about the UK being predicted to be the slowest major economy. Uh, the UK might be going into recession while the rest of the world does well. Now it's sort of the opposite where the UK is still doing okay and the Eurozone's in recession. But everyone's worried about the inflation numbers instead. And what I'd like you to do is untangle that issue because it's it's a trade-off, right, between economic growth and inflation. Yes. And, you know, it's a glass half full or glass half empty, depending yeah. on your Brexit persuasion sort of story. I mean, one of the reasons one of the reasons that we have inflation is, you know, a relatively full employment situation. Well, labor shortages in some sectors. I mean, we'll ignore for the minute the four million that refuse to work. But but so we have labor shortages. That obviously is pushing prices up. Uh, despite the sheer uselessness of our government, uh, there are still some quite good things happening within the UK economy. Um, we've seen a couple of, um, you know, major global relocations here. 
uh, that have happened in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, things are much, much worse in Europe than they are here. Not that you'd ever know that listening to the BBC or Alistair Campbell or anybody else. Europe have got, you know, we are not taking advantage. And I've talked about that on this podcast before, but we, but still, there is still entrepreneurial flair out there within the UK economy. And that's why rates need to keep going up. Whereas in the Eurozone, they probably don't need to. So yeah, as you say, there are some good signs in the UK economy, even if we're disappointed by the sheer hopelessness of our government. Let's dig into the the idea of this uh, monetary policy being a, a, it's almost a transfer of wealth, either from borrowers to savers or from savers to borrowers, because both are, are impacted by interest rates. And what we had for a long time was low interest rates, which was very good for borrowers, bad for savers. Now we've got higher interest rates, which is very bad for mortgage borrowers uh, and other types of borrowers, including corporates, but it's good for savers and investors. What I'm interested in, though, is is almost the politics of this, because mortgage borrowers are being asked to bear the burden of having to slow the economy. And that doesn't seem to be, I mean, doesn't that create a, a political divide or or um, an economic divide, which well, I'm guessing is, is going to have some sort of ramifications at some point? I mean, interestingly, it does, because don't forget, we've had the government help to buy schemes. Well, how many of those people are now debt-trapped? I mean, no one's even talked about this. No one's even mentioned this. We've had years and years of help to buy. Uh, you know, people buying properties, new builds, often, by the way, substandard new builds, what they've had all sorts of problems with, they're now debt-trapped. Um, and the fact that we had no warnings from the bank or the government that we were going into a rising interest rate environment because none of them saw the need, um, this, will, this will put yet more blame on the government. And Labour coming up with a narrative, this is all because of Liz Truss. You know, it's, it's, it's the trust tax on your mortgage. That's complete baloney. Um, but politically, it's yet more bad news for the Conservatives. And what with that and the civil war we've seen for the last couple of weeks between Sunak and Johnson, I promise you there is no way back for these people. Absolutely no way back for these people. And Labour now beginning to unravel, um, you know, yet more policy. Big speech in Edinburgh yesterday by Keir Starmer. It's going to be wind farms everywhere. No more new investment in oil and gas. Uh, continuation of green taxes. I mean, you know, Richard Littlejohn in today's Daily Mail is always very entertaining and amusing. He said, you know, if you think this lot are bad, wait for the next lot. You know, <laughs> I think that's kind of where we are. Yet, back to the earlier point, despite that, there are still things happening out there. There are still entrepreneurs. Uh, business goes on despite government, not because of it. And it's always comparative, isn't it? Because, you know, business is happening yeah. somewhere. It's a question of yeah. who's who's got the, the best um, policies. Let's move on to it'll be almost a Friday funny by, by the time people watch this. The French President Macron and Italy's Maloney are meeting. Um, I'd love to be on a, a fly on the wall of this one. What do you think they're going to talk about? Well, Macron's all over the place, isn't he? absolutely all over the place on China, all over the place on Russia. Um, and Maloney, I mean, <clears throat> some people say, oh, she's gone soft. Some people say she's gone soft in office. But actually, you know what? She's brought stability to the job. There's very rarely any criticism of her and the way she's behaving. And she's shifted the centre of gravity in Italy to walk from the centre-left much more towards the centre or even marginally towards the centre-right. So she's doing very, very well. Uh, they, of course, will have huge disagreements uh, on just about everything. Um, and uh, I've no doubt there'll be a brave face put on publicly. 
But the really big one is Poland um, and, and, you know, the Polish president and prime minister now talking about a referendum uh, on whether they should accept EU quotas for migrants crossing the Mediterranean. I mean, that almost becomes an in-out referendum. Not quite, but almost becomes an in-out referendum for Poland. So all those problems that we've talked about over the last few years, they haven't gone away. Yeah, one of the key issues that Maloney and Macron are supposedly going to talk about is lots of bilateral issues and trying to get things done rather through rather than going via Europe and the EU, doing things separately. Um, isn't this proving the point that you've been making for a very long time now? Well, it doesn't work. I mean, look at the vaccine policy. You know, when they saw what the Brits were doing, any idea that the European Commission should run vaccine policy was for the birds, and they all did their own blooming thing. Um, so, yeah, the authority of Brussels, and particularly un under the command of Ursula von der Leyen, it was completely useless. I mean, you know, Juncker before him may have been drunk after lunch every day, but at least he had some idea of politics. Uh, this woman's got none of that. So, yeah, problems mounting in the Eurozone, recession, uh, which they're in with no prospect of getting out of it. And who knows? Maybe the inflationary UK has escaped recession. Maybe. Mm. Who would have thought that Brexit would have caused a recession in the Eurozone before the UK? <laughs> Thanks very much, Nigel, for joining us in Deborah and Home. Thanks for watching.